0: Alright, we're still in our uh, theme. I call it a theme now because it's way too long to be a series. Um, so we're in a spiritual growth theme. And, um, and we've talked a lot. Last week we talked about rest. And we talked about the importance of resting. And resting in the fact that God has done the work. He has done amazing work in our life. And sometimes we get so caught up in figuring out how we can do everything and figure everything out. And there's a place in our spiritual life Where the Lord says, listen, if you're tired and you're weary, he says, come to me, Matthew 11, 28, come to me if you're weary and carrying heavy burdens. And here's what he promised you. He says, I, Jesus, will, in other words, no doubt about it, I will give you, the heavy, weary person, rest. That's the promise of Jesus. Come to me, I will give you rest. He doesn't want you carrying the weight of everything on you. You're not strong enough. He didn't create you to carry it all. He created you to cast your cares on him. He created you to allow him to move through your life and in your life. And he's saying, when you find yourself at those places, you're carrying everything, then you need to come to me and you need to make sure that your focus is on me. Because when your focus is on me, I'm going to take that burden off of you. And I will, no doubt, I will give you rest. So we talked about that last week. Well, this week we're going to go a little bit further into actually we're going to talk about this idea of Sabbath. Now I'm going to tell you where this came from. So if you're new, uh, I just tell you, I am uh, very real and transparent. Um, and I try to be because I think it's, it's healthy. Um, so as a pastor, I just want you to know, and if you've been a part of this church longer, you already know this, I don't have it all together. No need in laughing. <laughs> but you know what? I'm just as human as you are. And there's times when the Lord speaks to me something I realize, you know what? I've not done well in that area. And this area of resting, this area of Sabbath, of taking time to rest and stop, has not been a strong point in my life for a long time. And I'm I'm getting a lot better at it. But I find myself at times getting so caught up in the stuff and so caught up in the doing that I neglect the being, just being with God. And if we're not careful, we will have so much focus on all the stuff that we do, and we get so busy that we don't take time to just stop. So I'm going to tell you real quick, just a little journey over the last couple of months. Um... I I am a husband to my beautiful wife Patty. I am a dad to Zach, Chase, and Meg. Three kids. Zach playing the Cajon up here, um, and then Chase and Meg. Chase is a senior, is playing football. Meg's a, uh, she's in eighth grade, playing on two softball teams. So it's it's busy. We're at the ball field for you know 11 hours or something yesterday, watching her play. And and as much as I love it for her, I'm like. Jesus, come quickly. It's, it's a long game. It's hot. And, but, but there's just so much stuff going. As a pastor of the church, I pastor the church. We have staff that I help to lead, and, and we, we have stuff we're doing. I'm a divisional superintendent for our division for the Four Square Church, which is a, our division of six churches that are just kind of local right here in Concord, Harrisburg, that I kind of um, not really oversee everything that they do, but I'm just kind of a contact for them. Uh, for the district. And then a few months ago they asked me if I'd be our regional superintendent. So basically most of the churches in North Carolina, four square churches, I would be their regional superintendent. Um, so when there's any kind of staff things, when there's any kind of church things that they need, uh, when there's ever things from the district, I have to, I'm planning right now a regional conference that's October 18th and 19th. Um, that conference was on me to just plan um, so we're gonna have over two hundred and some pastors and leaders together and it's it's just been I have a lot on my plate and I have to learn to to balance those things in a healthy way. And I don't always do that well. You know, my wife she she can tell you what we're gonna have for dinner in two thousand twenty-four. She's like <laughs> she thinks so far ahead. I don't even know what I'm doing for lunch today and she's so so there's this part of me that's just oh I found myself there were some things going on within church within the division within the region and all these all these things that and some of it had to be addressed at that time when pastors are going through something you you have to handle that that's part of what I do so I got in this season these last few months of just being very busy and I went home one day and I told Patty I literally sat down in, in our office at home and Patty was doing something on the computer and I said, I'm overwhelmed. And she just looked at me because I'm not usually Mr. Share My Feelings all the time, you know? Usually, like, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, man. Bless God, hallelujah. But it was no bless God. There was like, I'm overwhelmed. Like, I can't get it all done. And I'm trying to be here, but I got this thing here, and I got this going on here, and these, these, these things are going on, and, you know, this person's struggling, and these people ain't happy, and this person. And, and I just got caught up. Now, ministry is no different than your job. You, it, you know, just like your job. How many know that your job, and, and I, I tell pastors this, pastoring would be so much easier if people weren't in it, right? <laughs> your job would be so much easier if you didn't have people. If, you, if, you, if it was just you, and you never had to deal with any customers or no boss, no, pe- no, no co-workers, people are like, I could work all day. <laughs> so it's difficult. But what happened is there was a time I, this, this time where all of a sudden I was like, Lord, I, I'm just overwhelmed. And I'm in this uh, group of uh, these pastors that get together through Zoom, which is like a video call, and we're going through this book, Emotionally Healthy Leader. Yeah, that's what we're going through. It's a book by Pete Scazzaro um, from Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's a great thing. And, uh, and there was a chapter several weeks ago on Sabbath. So I'm reading it, and we're talking about it. And all of the pastors in the group are saying, yeah, we don't, we don't do real well at that. And I'm like, yeah, me, either. I don't have time to take Sabbath. That's, that's the kind of the thing. And it's so, like, not true. So I started just really praying about it, and I started really just saying, Lord, I want to get better at being able to just know, God, this is your church, and you're building this church. And if I, if I take a day to rest and recover and relax and be with you, it's going to be okay and and this division and this region they're yours and these pastors they belong to you and I found myself at times thinking that if I didn't help then they're not going to get help yet the bible that i read says we all have the holy spirit who is our what helper so we all have help so in the in the getting to the, the basis of what I'm saying is I'm understanding more and more that for me to do what God's called me to do fully and healthy and right, I need to, I need to understand it's not all about what I do. And it's not all about what you do. And sometimes we need to learn how to, how to stop in our daily life. I'm talking more your actual daily life, like having a day where you don't do anything. Oh but pastor you understand my job. I don't have to. You need it. You need it. So we're going to we're going to get into it. So before we do, I just want you to know your pastor loves you and I'm only challenging you because I'm challenged. All right? But if we're going to grow, we're going to have to talk about the fact that we can't make excuses for not resting. We can't. Doesn't matter how well, you know I, I have kids. Well, they rest. You rest when they rest. You know, get Figure it out. You can do it. All right, here we go. We're going to read uh, Sabbath when it talks about it in the Ten Commandments. And there's more to Sabbath than just this. There's a principle behind it that we're going to talk about. So go to Exodus chapter 20, and we're going to start reading in verse 8. This is going through the Ten Commandments. And I will tell you that this, this commandment is the longest commandment of all of them. So there's more said about this one than any of the other ones. Here's what it says. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. In other words, taking a day off is actually a holy thing. Keep it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to who? The Lord. And on that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, all the kids right now are like, yeah, taking the Sabbath. Hey, take out the trash. Camp, it's my Sabbath. Hey, use it. Use it for whatever you want. Um, your male and female servants, your livestock, even the pets. You know, my dog has to take a break. I'm, I'm going to tell her. Your dog, Coco, lay down. It's Sabbath. Any foreigners living among you. For in the six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Listen, there is something that is good and right about setting off some time that is holy. And that is good for you physically to rest, good for you spiritually to rest. And it goes against everything that we are living in in a culture of go, 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 go. I'm telling you, we are fighting against a culture. Even for me as a pastor, there are pastors that I know that I work with, that I'm, that, and I too struggle in this area of just thinking we just have to go, 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 go. But we're not God. We are just, a, just like you. We're a tool that God uses. And, and, and there's times that we don't have the uh, capability and the strength To just go, go, go. God is calling all of us to a place that we take time to rest. And this Sabbath is actually, uh, in this this time, it's a 24-hour period. From sundown, when the sun starts to go down in the evening, to the next one. To the next day when the sun's going down. From evening to evening, it is no work. Now you know what that means for us? If we were to understand just that principle, see, you got to think, back then, they didn't get emails. They didn't have laptops. They didn't have a phone that they could still have their calendar and put, put things on it and get stuff done. They didn't. See, we have so much that, we're, that we can access at any time, so it's hard not to work. Because some of you, even right now, have gotten an email. And just me saying that makes you want to look at it. Is that what you think I did? Because we're so driven by do. We're so driven by work. We're so driven by stuff. And there comes a point where you're going to have to find that there is a healthy side of setting one day out of your schedule to be with God. It doesn't mean pray all day. It means to enjoy life, creation, rest, stop. Take a nap. Play with your kids. Go to the park. Do something. It'll, it'll, it'll bless your socks off. <clears throat> Literally. I mean, you'll be like, I just was, I'm barefoot. Like, what happened? You got blessed so much. I'm just kidding, I won't bless your socks off. But here's the thing. It's, it's something that God is very serious about. Now let me tell you, back in, in the Old Testament, look, look how serious God was about having a Sabbath. In this, you know, in this area of the, with the Israelites in, uh, in when these Ten Commandments. Look at Numbers 15, 32. I'm having have it on the screen. One day the people of Israel were in the wilderness, and they discovered a man gathering wood, just picking up sticks, right? He's gathering wood, but he's doing it on the Sabbath day. The people who found him doing this took him before Moses, Aaron, and the rest of the community. They held him in custody. For gathering sticks, he's in custody because he did not know what to do with him. Then the Lord said to Moses, the man must be put to death. Are you, oh, my goodness. Don't you think that's a little harsh? What are you doing just gathering some sticks? Today you shall die. I mean, that was, but here's the thing, in in those, at that moment, there was such a necessity and such a reason that God was saying do not work on the 7th day rest because and it brought death and and we're not under the law like people were in those days we're under grace and I, and I'm and so we can thank God for that but can I also tell you this if you don't rest you're killing yourself you are eventually going to wear yourself out. And I had that understanding recently to say, if I'm in this for the long haul, i got to take better care of myself. I have, to, I, have to, I have to think not just about today and what I want for today, but I have to think about what does it look like for a year from now? What does it look like down the road? And taking care of myself better physically, but spiritually taking, care, taking better care of myself. Because I can get to heaven and God said, man, you did all kinds of stuff for me. I mean, you were just preaching and teaching and loving on people and visiting people, but you're here way earlier than what I wanted you to be here. Because we just go, 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 and we wear ourselves out. So God is very serious about this place of of just Sabbath. It's the principle of it. And it's amazing that, I mean, I know it's the law of of the time, but let me just tell you. Look at the other ones. Thou shalt not murder. That's still true for you today. You shouldn't lie and steal and do all those things. And we still will think nine of the commandments are still really good. That we need to listen to those. But actually this one we still need to listen to. We still need to listen to it. Because there's an important thing about resting. In Mark 2 verse 27, listen to this in the New Testament. Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people, not the people to meet requirements of the Sabbath. Listen, the Sabbath is the gift God's given you. It's for you. It's not for you to do something to meet these requirements for God. God is saying you need Sabbath. Sabbath is for you. It meets your needs. To just rest. Listen, there was, there was times where... Um, Early on, and I've done way better at this, but we moved our staff meeting to Tuesday for a while because Mondays, I was tired from the week, from Sunday, and I was not as gracious on Monday morning as I was on Tuesday morning. So if someone comes to me, like Monday in staff meeting, um, hey, did you? Did you get that thing done? Oh, you know what? I forgot. Hey, listen, if you're gonna forget, I'll just do it myself. Like that kind of, as opposed to, hey, don't worry about it, man. We all forget stuff. Can we try to jump on that this week? Absolutely. It's a difference. And there were times when you could ask the staff, and hopefully they'll be nice when they share it. But I was like, round, and they know it's Monday. Someone comes in the office, and you know, you know, and people know, hey, if you're gonna complain, don't, don't complain to him on Monday. Don't save it for Tuesday. He's in a much better mood on Tuesday. But I say that because all of us, let's just be honest, when you're really tired, you're a little irritable. People, I'm telling you, your kids are. There's times when I've seen, you know, my kids, especially when they're younger, I'm like, you know what, you need to lay down. You ain't just taking that because you're you're tired. And we're way more emotional or way more whatever when we're tired. But the reason we're tired is because we don't stop. So sometimes it's working against us if we don't stop. But God created the Sabbath for us. And it helps, it benefits us. You with me so far? So in this book that I was reading, The Mostly Healthy L- Leader, he's Pete Schizera talks about these four areas that he that he operates in on a Sabbath. And I'm just gonna hit them quick. Um and I was, you know, I thought about, you know, you have pastors that They'll read something and study something, and they get different resources that they're going with, and then they try to make it, you know, some special change all the words, and it's like, oh, this is mine now. I'm just telling you, this came from there, and it really blessed me, and I just want to share this with you. So this isn't, this isn't some deep revelation Scott got. This is how God spoke to me through this book. So I'm going to speak to you what God spoke to me. Got it? Does that make sense? All right, good. For for the four of you, you're going to like this. All right. The first thing is we got to stop. We talked about that last week. we got to stop. I under, Listen, I understand some of us have jobs where we're on call. And, and, and what, I, what I'm saying is if, if, there's a, if there's a call, you know, especially in the secular world, you can't just be like, sorry, I'm on my Sabbath. Not coming. Because then you'll have a lot of Sabbaths. You won't have any work. Um, I understand that, but there's also in Romans 14 it talks about the fact that even Paul says it's not it doesn't have to be like this day, but a day you need to take some time somewhere and you need to stop, you need to just stop, stop working. We live in a work-driven uh, community and uh, system that we just work. I remember growing up, um, and my kids don't even understand what this is like, but we didn't have all the technology. So when my parents came home, there, there was nothing. There was no work. My dad was a pastor, but we had one phone. And it was a phone that had one line, and you had one long cord that if you want to talk in private, you have to stretch it through the kitchen into the hall or whatever. And that was it. So we didn't have, we were texting each other. And if you wanted to talk to someone, you send them a, a, a letter or a postcard. And it was because you actually had something to say. Not because you didn't send them a picture of what you had for breakfast, like we do on Facebook. Me eating a waffle. We didn't do that when we were, we didn't do that earlier. So we we just sit here and we we just were family. And check this out. You know what we did as kids? Just gonna, hey kids, I'm just gonna tell y'all, y'all never experienced this. We played outside. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We played outside. I mean, we ran. We had big wheels. We had green machine big wheels. We jumped and twirled in the yard and spun around and played dodgeball and punched each other and wrestled. and We just did stuff outside. And we learned how to talk to people instead of texting them. We learned how to look people in the eye and say, hello, how are you? Not so. Now I'm not going. I'm not saying there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with texting. That's a great thing. You can text, you know, great grandma over in Uganda. You can do whatever. But the bottom line is, there's still, there's still this area of when we didn't have all the distractions. We we did less, but we were actually healthier. So we have to learn to see what these are. So some we have to stop. Psalms 46, we read this last week. Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I'm God. In other words, that's where God says to us, Hey, 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 stop, stop, stop. Because you're trying to fix everything. You're trying to do everything. Stop. And know something. I need you to know this. I'm God. I can take care of you. Stop trying to figure it all out. Be still. Just stop. We do that with our, we do that with, if you have kids, you do that where, you know, someone comes home, they're like, I was at school, and this, and this, and they're like, hey, 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 calm down. Just stop for a second. And when they stop, they calm down. We find out what's going on, and we help them, and then everybody's good. But sometimes we just have to stop and let, let us remind ourselves and let God remind us, look, I'm God. You're trying to fix everything. I just need to remind you. You're not God. You can't. I'm God. I can So you stop and I'll take over. That's kind of how we got to remember this. The next thing, not only do we stop, but we rest. It's not just, it's it's, it's a place of rest. In Genesis chapter 2, the scripture says, The creation of heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. So what did he do? On the seventh day, God finished his work and he rested. He rested. He took the seventh day. Listen, if God, if God can create all that in six days, I think he can take care of your six days. I honestly think he can. God, I got a lot of meetings. Uh, listen here, I created the heavens and the earth and everything in it in six days. I can take care of those few little meetings you got. He rested. And and, and so when it talks about he, he rested, uh, Exodus 31 verse 17 says this, about that day when God rested he said it's a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel talking about sabbath in six days the lord made heaven and earth on the seventh day he stopped working and was refreshed that word refreshed in the hebrew is talking about basically like taking a breath it's like you took a breath because he saw all of his creation and it was good and he he rested he didn't need to be refreshed in the sense that he was wore out it, because he, he doesn't get wore out. He's God. He took a breath like, it's done. It's done. And, you know, that's why sometimes when us, when we, when we live in our lives, doing our things, sometimes, you ever heard people say, I just, I just need to catch my breath. That's what Sabbath is for. Like, all right, let me just catch my breath. Let me just stop for a second. Let's just take a deep breath. All right that's what sabbath is for and and we we have to really we have to take sabbath a little more serious than we do and i'll be honest with you i even struggled even talking about it cuz i thought for two things one is i've not ever taken it that serious i mean i knew it but i just never in my the way i've practiced it i've not done really well so i feel like you know who am i to talk about sabbath when I struggle taking them. But the way the Lord's been working with me is I'm thinking, look, everything I speak, I'm still working on. Because I have a, I'm growing just like you. And every time the Word of God is opened up, we can grow. We can grow. And that's, that's this, this area, really, to take, take it more serious. There's times where you just need to rest. You just need to stop. And, 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 and without feeling guilty... Just take a break. And then delight. Genesis 1, verse 31 is when God said, when he looked at the earth, he said, it's good. He saw everything he made. He said, it's very good. There was delight in that. Do you know some of the things that God wants you to do and why Sabbath is important for you? Is because you don't just exist to do and just to work. God wants you, just like you would for your kids, to enjoy your life. And to have fun, to just have fun. You know what I've done a couple of times these last few weeks? Because there was a one time where I had meetings on Friday. Usually we try to take Friday off um, because we're, Sunday's kind of a work day for the staff. We're here early getting stuff ready and then doing our thing all day. But, but here's the thing is this last week, there was a couple of times during the week that I got away. I knew I, like Wednesday. Wednesday was a you know we go 8:30. Uh, we're here and uh, usually I'm here until 9:30. Well, actually 10 o'clock that night because I had a meeting after church. So during the day, guess what? I took a couple hours and I went and played disc golf. I just went through the disc. And it's a time where you just throw, you just enjoy it. I even have fun looking for mine, because it's in the woods. So I'm like, oh looky here. But do you know what? Before I would feel guilty. But I thought, you know what? God wants you to enjoy your life. He wants you to enjoy more than just what you're doing, working, earning money, and and, and helping people. That's all great. But sometimes you just need to go have fun for you. You just need to go do something. Something that you enjoy doing, go do it. Take a walk. Go to the park. Push your kids on the swing. If they're really bad, push them high. But at least have fun with them. Give them the opportunities to enjoy life too. Don't Because see, you're not resting is hurting you, but it's hurting your family. It's hurting other people. Because they don't get the best of you because you're wore out. So if we can take this and understand, we needed to do something. We need to delight in this. And then the last thing that this uh, Pete Scazzari talks about, he talks about contemplating God. In other words, when you're doing things and you're taking a day off, you're more aware and you can make yourself more aware of God in the everyday things. Psalms 19 verse 1 says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the skies display his craftsmanship. You know what that means? You can be outside and like, God, like, I see you all over this stuff. Romans 1.20 talks about man not being without excuse, and it says, Ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. They're seeing that through creation. Through creation, they're seeing the the wonderful attributes of God. When I was playing disc golf the other day, you're walking through the woods, and you're like... I didn't even think about it until I started studying this. And I'm like, God, that tree that I just hit with my disc, you made it. Look at that thing. Like you created that. And then you start realizing, you want to know how big your God is, you'll see his bigness more and more as you see all that he's done on your drive home every every cloud in the sky every star at night every tree you pass that's all creation that god just said let there be and there was and we get so busy that we miss all the things around us cuz we're just like focused on just work 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 do, do 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 just keep doing stuff i'm i'm getting better y'all know i hate to travel i hate it i don't like driving I don't like flying. I mean, not because I'm afraid. I just don't like it. I'd rather just like, you know, if I drive more than 10 minutes, I got to stop and get a snack. It's just like, oh, let's just go. But when we do travel, we go to Ohio, That's just like, okay, we're gone. And I want to leave early in the morning because I don't want to lose the whole day. So I'd rather leave early and get there by noon. At least we have that rest of the day. So I'm just like trying for the Lord to help me not speed just help me get there. And I've asked, Lord, I, there's a place in Scripture where you just transform people. Do that with me. Put me in Ohio. I mean, it's, just try it. and This never worked. I had to drive. But you'd be surprised that recently, in the last few years, I've gotten better about this. I still, I'm still, not, I still don't enjoy it. But I've gotten better about enjoying the journey. And I, I was surprised at how many times we've made that trip. And how many things that we passed and how many places there were that I never saw. And I remember one time I was like, oh, look, they built one of these. And Patty's like, that's been there since 1928 or whatever. (laughs) And I'm like, I've never seen it. And that's because I'm normally like, let's just get there. It's the same way in our life. When we just go, 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 that's all we do. We just go, we just work that's it. And we got this thing in front of our face 24-7. You are missing everything around you because you're so focused on this. This is a blessing. Don't get me wrong. This is a blessing. I was, I was at a baseball game, I mean a softball game yesterday. But I knew what Florida State was doing because this, the Lord blessed me. <laughs> the Lord blessed me with this. And it talks to me. Florida State's up 21-0. Yes. Okay, so, it's a little side note, um, but, but the thing was is there's, there's blessing in that, but there's also not a blessing in that because it can rob you. If you don't know how to balance it, it robs you of all of the joy of the things around you, so we have to be careful. We have to make sure that we can look and think, you know what, this is what... This is what God wants out of this time of, it's not just saying, I'm just going to go do nothing. Sabbath isn't for you just like, oh, I'm not doing anything today. No, Sabbath is still a place that's kept holy. And it's for you to just not only enjoy you, but enjoy being with God and see God in all the things around you. See God in in the creation, in the world we live in. See God in what he's doing in you. See God in your family. See God how he's taking care of you so so much. You can see God if you just look, you can see it. Because once you focus on something, once you make yourself get aware of something, you'll see it all the time. I'll tell you you this story and then we'll close because there's no way I'm going to finish this whole thing today. So part two is next week, all right? So you have one week to take a Sabbath. I mean, yeah, so sometime during this week, take a Sabbath. You'll feel better about next week's message. But, but here's the thing. I will tell you. I had a um, Toyota Camry 2004. I had it for 14 years. Drove it. Loved it. Chase got his license and wanted a vehicle. And I said, well, I happen to have a 14-year-old vehicle right here that i got to bless you with. That way, if you ding it up, it's already dinged up. It's 14 years old. So I was going to look for something for me and because uh, Patty's got her Honda Pilot, and, and we always just rotate in cars, and we pay them off, and then we're good. So it was my turn in line to get a vehicle. So I thought, all right, you know what? I'm going to get another Toyota Camry because it was such a good car. Never had any problems with it. And um, then I was talking to Mike in the sound booth back there, and he was like, man, his dad has a Ford F-150, and I rode with him one time, and I talked about how much I love that truck. And Mike's like, you ought to get a truck, man. They have a good sale on them. Right? They have a good thing going. I was like, man, I don't know about a truck. I don't think I can get a truck. But I started thinking about it, and I was so I asked Patty. I said, Patty, th- what do you think about a Ford F-150? What if I get a truck? I just have to get one that has back seats because I still got to take the kids around. Um, but Chase, he's driving, so, I mean, What about it? And she's like, you know, we can, I mean, what do you think? So I started trying to do a little research on, you know, are they good trucks and whatever. And I'm telling you, as soon as the word truck, F-150, came into my mind, I saw them everywhere. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I went to the grocery store. I'm like, there's nine F-150s in the parking lot. And Patty's like, you counted? I'm like, yeah, they're everywhere. I'm at a stoplight. Look at that one. Look at that one. Look at that one. Can I just tell you, I've been to that grocery store. I've never seen one. Ford F-150 until I started thinking about Ford F-150. And now I see them everywhere. And now I drive one. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like a man now. I'm like, whoa, I got a truck. It's a pretty boy truck because I don't want to put anything in the back. I put a cover on it. I'm like, leave it alone. We're not, it's not a work truck. So Chris will go to Lowe's and I'm like, you got you to gotta drive because we're putting it in your truck. One time we had my truck, and we got this piece of wood, and it was so funny because I wrapped my jacket around it. People were like, why did he put so much cushion around that one two-by-four? I don't want him to scratch my truck, you know. So they call it a pretty boy truck, and I'm, I'm, I'm relaxing a little bit, but it was my truck, you know. Um, so uh, what was I saying? Okay. So sorry. It happens. It happens. I'm human. So anyway, because I was thinking about a truck, I was way more aware of how many there were around me. So all I got to, I'm just going to tell you this as we close the day. When you think about God and the goodness of God, I promise you, you will see him everywhere. You will see how good he is. You will see people and think God created them. God has a plan for them. God loves them like he loves me. You're going to see creation and think, wow, God, he did all of that. You're going to go to your job and think, you know what? God, you provided this for me. You're going to go do whatever you're doing. You're going to, you know, pay for whatever you're paying and say, God, you, you, you met my need. The fact that I can even do this. You're going to look at how you've walked through situations and say, God, you got me here. I would have never made it without you. You helped me be a great parent. You helped me, or at least a good one. You helped me (laughs) because sometimes we don't think we're good. But I'm telling you, God helps you in the everyday things, and we miss it because we're so focused on why we're just so busy. And We're going to talk about next week is the second half of this, and this is what it's going to be about. What stops us from taking Sabbath? And it's all the wrong things. Being busy, getting afraid of if everything's going to work, da-da-da, da-da-da, we'll go through it. But can I tell you, it's really simple about taking time every, every week. Take some time to just say no to work and scheduling and just take time to rest. Because in, in, in the Old Testament, what they did on their days is they would have a lot of the traditional times was Saturday night through Sunday night. And they would have a meal and they would eat. They would celebrate. They'd be family. They'd go to bed. They'd get up the next morning. They would go. They would worship. They would just put their attention to focus on God. They would leave. They would have a good meal. I mean, they ate. Come on. Who do not want to eat? And just fellowship and it was it wasn't about well, you know, i I'm just now we're eating in the car, you know, we're throwing our kids a sandwich over in the living room. Here, go ahead, eat that, I'm over here, you know. We're just like, what if we just what if we tried to gather our family around a table once in a while? What if what if we tried to just not get so caught up in all the stuff? What if we put our phone away? What if we just set it aside and say, listen, right now, this play time. It's fun time. It's, let's go look. Let's go, let's go to the park. Let's, let's just have some time. We just see how much God has done. Look, what, look, look, look at what we enjoy because of God. Look, you don't have to look that far. The fact that you can even serve God and worship God in this country is a blessing from him. There's some places you'll get killed for doing what we're doing right now. We have so much to be grateful for. We can see God's hand so much in our life if we just look for it. If we just look for it.